Ask a Catholic, what is this all about? The Mass. What we do every Sunday. Statistics show that many people don't know their faith today. Maybe they didn't study much during their confirmation years. Maybe they never were confirmed. Maybe they stopped after First Communion. So ask many Catholics, what is this all about? They hem and haw a little bit. Hopefully they've heard that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the the Christian life, but anything more than that? But you're different. You know. My good brothers and sisters of St. Mary's Parish, I'm confident that you know. I'll put money on it. In fact, I believe that each and every one of you can answer that question of what the Mass is all about with theological precision and union, unison. At least that's my theory. And if not, this is going to go very badly. But I'm hopeful. In part, it's because you've been reading and studying, in part because you've been praying, but in part because you, you come to Sunday Mass. And so if all I do is give you one clue, you're going to be able to answer, and I hope you will. Here's the clue. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. I knew you knew it. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. What are we doing? It's those three things. The sacrifice, the praise and glory of God, and coming for our good and the good of his holy church. The sacrifice will be our focus, particularly next Sunday, as we continue our three-week series of homilies, the sacrifice of the Holy Mass. Number two is the praise of God. Not, first of all, getting something out of the Mass. I think so many of our brothers and sisters who, who have chosen not to continue to worship with us on Sunday mornings have said, well, I don't get anything out of the Mass. Well, perhaps they forgot what you remember. Now, what this starts with is the praise and glory of God. Not about what we get out of it, but what we give back to God. Our lives need it. We need praise. The ancient Israelites showed us to us, didn't they? Whenever they would go in procession, the 12 tribes of Israel, who led? Judah. And what does the name Judah mean? Praise. By their very movement of their lives, as by ours in this holy place and in this holy procession that we will take part in at the end of Mass, we lead with praise. You want to change your life? Change what you praise. Litmus test for you. How'd you start the day? Good God, it's morning. Or good morning, God.
I absolutely guarantee that your day will be better when you lead with praise and start with good morning, God. When inconveniences come up, praise God. When glories and beauty come up, praise God. You want to change your life, change what you praise. If we can do that with our day-to-day lives, with our morning rituals and how we respond to bad weather or good, how much more can we praise and glory the name of God with what Jesus gave to us? We're coming to the end of, a, of another school year, so students, we've got a few of them up here and a few out there. Students, you want to come up with a way to praise your teachers, to honor your teachers? Just on Friday, you know, teachers get little gifts. I, I actually got a couple on Friday, a bag of coffee and a chocolate bar. Those are nice things. No, you really want to praise and honor your teacher? Let them hear you say something that you learned from them. Oh, it's pure gold. I learned this from Father Stead. I learned this from my English teacher, my history teacher. I just infuse it into my own life. Parents, you know it firsthand, right? When you're sure that the kids aren't listening to anything you say, but all of a sudden, all... Wait, what did he just say? Talking to one of his friends around the corner? That sounded way too familiar. Were they actually picking up something here? And what about us? What's the best way that we could possibly give praise and honor to God? But by doing what he taught us. On the night before he died, when he gathered with his friends in the upper room, and he said, this is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. Yeah. For the praise and glory of God. And it's for our good. It's for our good. We shared the book, Bishop Barron's This Is My Body, and we promised you to reflect on the the first chapter, on the, the sacred meal for our good. How important is nutrition, right? For our good. Why do we eat? Well, in part because it tastes good, yeah. Hopefully it's a good feeling, but first and foremost, we know we eat because we will die without it. Same in a spiritual sense. And the meals give us the chance, as always, not just to nourish ourselves, but to share in life, to share in stories, to to share our very being with those that we love. To share a meal today has that implication. How much more in Jesus' time? When all the different society was delineated and broken off, the rich ate with the rich, the poor with the poor, but Jesus, open table fellowship, He ate with saints and sinners, the rich and the poor, men and women alike. He gathered together, and he does so today. He invites us to his table to come together with our God. Bishop Barron said this, God wants us to eat and drink in communion with him and our fellow creatures, but our own fear and pride break up the party. God wants us gathered around him in gratitude and love, but our own resistance results in scattering, isolation, violence, and recrimination. 
God wants the sacred meal. We, in our fallen humanity, we want to eat alone and on our own terms. My brothers and sisters, ever wonder why the world is as divided as it is? I think at times it's because it forgot to eat together. It forgot what the Lord has offered to us first and foremost, that he is our God and he desires to share his life with us at this sacred table, at this holy altar, where his flesh is true food and his blood is true drink.